0: If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 23. Are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. We're going to read one portion of Scripture. And uh, it's verse 23. Proverbs 23 verse 23. 23, I just want to say this morning from the pastor that, and I am the pastor, amen, like I'm speaking for the pastor, I am the pastor. We welcome all of our visitors this morning. We're thankful for you coming out to the house of God, and um, we're honored that you're in service with us this morning. This church loves God. We love one another. We're not perfect, but I can tell you we serve a perfect Christ who's trying to And not trying, He is working to conform us to be perfect as He is. Amen. I know that we are redeemed, and He perfectly redeemed us. But He's sanctifying us too. So, you know, just if you say, well, you know, I'm looking for the perfect church. Well, if you ever find it, don't join it, because it won't be perfect anymore. You get it. But we love God. And we're grateful that you're here with us. And we want you to worship with us and we welcome you. And so I just say God bless you and, and, uh, and thankful that you're here today. Um, in Proverbs 23, 23, I want to speak one scripture and then I'm going to preach. And it says here in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. I want you to get that first part of that scripture buy the truth and sell it not let's pray father we thank you for this great honor and privilege to be here to open up the bread of life and to feast upon your word lord i thank you today and lord i i just appreciate your goodness and your mercy that leads us to repentance and i just ask you today that you would open up our understanding and the spirit of truth would come alive, Lord, in us. And we would, we, would, we would be touched by the spirit of truth, Lord, and grow in you and mature. And uh, we want to know the word of God. We're not here for fables. We're not here as people with itching ears trying to get somebody to speak something to us that's appealing to our flesh. But we're here in the will of God, Lord, because we love you and we want to learn of you. And so I'm asking you today to help me and anoint me with your fresh oil, and give me the ability, and the anointing, and uh, whatever I need, God, to equip me to teach, and to teach well, and to minister life, because I want these folks to grow up in you, and be mature, and know the truth, and the truth set them free. I ask you, God, to speak it to us today, and uh, we will give you all the glory and honor. We ask your blessing, and your grace upon me in this message in this congregation today, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now I'm preaching a thought, by truth and sell it not. It's very important that we hear and we study the Word of God. And as I was in my devotions this week in Wisconsin, some of you didn't know I was there, but I was in Wisconsin in a conference with Pastor Lee Shipp, and it was wonderful. David Owens and a dear friend of mine, Shedrick uh was there preaching and we just had a wonderful time in worship and a wonderful time with the body of christ a lot of friends and that i've known for years and and uh, but john i'm just going to tell you right now and they're probably going to hear this if they're watching there's nothing like new life amen there's nothing like new life church of lahabra and there's nothing like being home in your home church with your peeps amen here with your people but as i was in my devotion this week Uh, uh, or this in the middle of this week God spoke something to me as I was reading the word of God he will speak to you if you'll read the word of God he will reveal himself the Lord just laid this on my heart when the two men were walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus which is seven miles from uh from Jerusalem as they're walking there Um, Jesus was walking with them. They didn't even know until they began to compel Him to come inside. And when He broke the bread, then they realized who He was. God will reveal to us the truth in Christ as we begin to break open the bread of life. He'll cause things to come to the surface and we'll see it. He will reveal Himself and they said, My goodness, that was the Christ. Did not our hearts burn within us? That's what God wants to do. He wants that spirit of truth to burn inside of you and reveal Christ and reveal about his conduct and his or his character is what I meant to say, not conduct, but character and how God interacts and how he loves. We need to learn of him. Amen. And he is the truth. But this verse in verse 23 is one of the greatest nuggets that's buried in the Old Testament that Solomon wrote and recorded. The Holy Spirit recorded it, but Solomon penned it. And this scripture says, buy truth and sell it not. And it gives us a profound instruction. And it would behoove us to take heed to the Word of God, to buy the truth. Why is truth so important? Because our adversary, the devil, is named the father of all lies hear me. He's been lying since the very Garden of Eden. The very thing that tripped up Adam and Eve was a subtle lie that deceived them and flung us all into a curse of sin and damnation until Jesus came who is the truth and redeemed us with the truth. But Jesus said even at the end times that there would be the plaguing of so much deception that even the very lack would be deceived or could be deceived. And the end times are marked by an antichrist and an antichrist spirit. So deception is very, very real. And that's why we must know truth and absolute truth about Christ. And we must know Him concerning every situation that we come into so that we're not deceived. Amen. The very operation of the Holy Spirit is discernment so that you are not deceived, so that we are not deceived. And so it's very important that we know truth. We buy truth and we sell it not. So the scripture says buy that truth, sell it not. What it means is get it, acquire it, invest in it and purchase it. I know that you and I cannot purchase our salvation or our redemption, but we can study this Bible and spend time in devotion and prayer and know the author of that book. We can have the revelation that goes deeper than just what's written on the pages. Not that that's not enough, but we can go deeper into the revelation of what God is trying to say. Amen? Simply put, it means seek the Lord who is the truth. When he says by the truth. Seek the Lord who is truth. Seek Him through study of the Scriptures. Seek Him through prayer and devotions. Seek Him in genuine, sincere worship. We opened up with that Scripture. When Jesus told the woman at the well, the Father seeks such to worship Him in spirit and in truth. God wants you to know Him and He wants you to be real inside Amen. concerning God. So He says, seek Him in genuine worship and sincere worship. Seek to know Him deeply. Seek to know the, the person of Christ and the truth that is a person yet also the spirit of truth. John 16, 13 says that He comes as the spirit of truth. That's right. And and the spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all paths of truth. Amen. God will lead you and I as we submit to him and his word. And the leadership of the Holy Spirit will lead us in the truth. The devil will lead you to believe that the way you feel is okay. But God says I'm leading you by my spirit to tell you that it's not okay. It's not okay for you to be bitter. It's not okay for you to lie. It's not okay okay for you to live the way that you're living that's displeasing and a transgression of God's law it's not okay but the spirit of god will lead you in a place of truth and he'll tell you you must forgive he'll tell you you need to be truthful and quit telling lies he'll tell you quit stealing so seek to know him the truth is not a system it's not a constitution It's not a creed. But it's the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. He is the truth about the Father that we talk about or we read about and we pray to. He is the truth about the Father just as He is the way of the Father. Jesus said, When you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. They told Him. They said, Are you comparing yourself to Moses? Are you comparing yourself? And He said, I'm the bread of life. And they said, you're making yourself equal with God. He said, before Abraham was, I am. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the very incarnation of God. That's what Jesus, who Jesus is. So, He is the truth about the Father. He is the way of the Father. We make Him, truth, a logical statement. We make Him, the truth, a logical statement. A lot of people in Christendom make... Jesus or make truth just a logical statement or a principle but the truth is a person Jesus said I am the way the you didn't say it loud enough Jesus said I am the way and the and the life amen no man comes to the father except he comes through me Except the Spirit of God draws him. You've got to come through truth. To get to the Father. Amen? You understand? Or be reconciled back. In John 5 and 39, Jesus said to the religious, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are the, the Scriptures that testify of me. He said, you think you've got eternal life in there, but they were wanting to stone Him. They they put Him on the cross. I know that Jesus laid His life down on His own, but they wanted to, they wanted to kill Him. They wanted to blot Him out and of course that's what happened uh, in the will of God they, they didn't murder Christ he laid down his life I know they, 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 they the Roman soldiers and the religious the, 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 uh, the, the Jews that hated him were the ones that gave the green light so Jesus would be hung on the cross but he was born to die so that we could come to the knowledge of the truth and the Bible says That Jesus, whenever He was confronting them, He said, search the Scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life, but they are the Scriptures that speak of me. I heard Ben Shapiro, and I'm not here to slam Ben Shapiro. He's a Jew. He's a conservative. I'm not here to tear him down. But I'm here to simply say he was asked why he didn't believe in Jesus. And he said, nowhere in the Torah did it say that that God would come in human form and redeem humanity. He needs to read Genesis 3.15. Because God spoke unto Adam and Eve and said, Through the seed of that woman, and we know through the virgin Mary, Jesus was birthed. Very much God, very much man. He had to come and his uh, with pure spotless eternal blood he was born. uh, But yet he had to come in a human form. And so uh, God did it that way. I can't explain it any other way. But the promise of Jesus being the the, the remedy for the curse of sin. He said, Eve and Adam, he said, through your seed, through the woman's seed is going to come. Basically a redeemer. He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. What he was saying is, uh, and, and your seed is going to crush the head of the serpent. Yeah, it's going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush the head of the serpent. And on the day that Jesus was crucified, when he said, it is finished, all hell began to tremble because, amen, Jesus finished the work he became the remedy and he gives us life because he rose again he wasn't just born he didn't just fulfill prophecy to be born but he died he fulfilled that prophecy and he rose from the grave on the third day so that we could have redemption and life so we could be forgiven and given life to live for god and we live for him in the truth you must know the truth and the truth will set you free. The religious said, we don't, we, don't, we don't know who you are. We don't even understand. We're not even going to believe that. And he said, you think you have eternal life. Search the scriptures. I'm there. And I've studied many scriptures this morning and yesterday. And throughout my 30, almost 33 years of being a Christian. And I found out that Jesus is all through the Bible. Not a New Testament subject. He's from all the way in Genesis. In fact, I'm going to go back even further than that. In the very first chapter when God said, let us make man in our own image. Who is the us? There is a Godhead comprised of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Satan lied to Adam and Eve and God had a remedy in Jesus. See, everything in the Old Testament was working to reveal the truth in Christ Jesus from the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis 12 where he said, your seed, amen, will be blessed because they came under the Abrahamic covenant but Jesus is a fulfillment of that, amen? He's a fulfillment of that uh, because he was born of Abraham, the seed of Abraham uh, to uh, the prophet greater than Moses in Deuteronomy 18, as well as every messianic prophecy. I read this morning in Deuteronomy, and you know what, I just feel like I need to turn there and read it to you. But in Deuteronomy chapter 18, I hope you brought your Bible today. But in Deuteronomy 18, oh, I'm going to have to find it here because I brought a different Bible, amen. Amen. I'll find it here. Hold on. He said in verse 15, He said, The Lord God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee and of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. And he said in verse 18, He said, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. That is why God gives us an opportunity to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. He wasn't just Savior alone. He's prophet unto us. He's High, great high priest unto us. He is everything that we need. He is all we need. He's the sum total of everything that God... Puts together for what we need. He's the Prince of Peace. He is the Wonderful Counselor. Amen. He is everything that we need. He's our all needs supplier. He's the bread of life that came down on the earth. So that you and I could have the manna of the Word of God. He's everything. And God said, I'm sending a prophet unto you. Which he was also Savior, Redeemer. Redeemer. But in this case, his office through Moses, he was speaking and saying, Moses, what you could not be and do, I'm going to send in my son to be. And he said he's going to speak and the words that he's going to speak, everybody's going to be required to give an account for whether they heard it and listened to it or whether they didn't. I'm going to tell you right now, sitting under the sound of my voice today, I'm going to make an appeal at the end of this service and say, if you want to receive Christ, step out of your seat in faith and come down to this altar and receive Him and say, I either believe in you or you can sit in your chair and reject Him and say, I do not believe, but one day, you are going to stand before God like everybody. And He's going to say, what did you do with the message that I gave Of truth that day on July 31st, 2022. Did you accept it or did you reject it? You're going to be accountable for what you did. And some people say, well, I just am going to do nothing. You know, Jesus had an answer for that. He said, by you not receiving Christ in John 3, you're already made a decision. Did you know that? You've already made a decision. How do you know that, Pastor? I'm going to read it to you. Look, this wasn't even in my notes, but God's telling me to say it today. But we want to hear a word from heaven, right? But in John 3, you know, we all quote John three 16, Don't we? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It says, for God, verse 17, we never go beyond that. But for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. Thank God we can be saved. He came not to condemn you, but to save you. But that that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. What God is saying unto you and I today simply put is this. God told Timothy... God told Paul to speak, or the Holy Spirit through Paul, recorded 1 Timothy 2.4. And he said that God would have all men come to the knowledge of the truth, and that the truth is the one God and one mediator between God and men, and that is Jesus Christ. That scripture I just quoted to you. That all men would come to the knowledge of the truth and that truth is the one God and one mediator between God and men and that is Jesus Christ. And you know there are people that would say nobody ever told me about the gospel. I can tell you in my life from a very young age there were people that showed me love. And you know what? What does the Bible say about God? God is love. As people begin to show you the one thing that comes from God He's already revealing Himself to you. That is your cue to say, you know what? I want to find out more about this. And of course, I believe with all my heart, God has brought across, especially in the United States, the message of the gospel so we all can hear. And I know there's people that say, I've never heard. uh, That's our responsibility to preach the gospel. But how could God hold somebody accountable for something He's never revealed unto them? And I'm not going to get into that in Romans 2, but I'm going to tell you right now that God shows us through the things that we see and experience already His love, His mercy through people. I had people as a six-year-old kid show me love, touch my heart, so that if that's all I ever saw, I can tell you God showed me His love. But people reject the love they reject the truth they reject that hope that they have and so Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 24 that God would have all men come to the knowledge of the truth and that the truth is the one God and one mediator between God and men that's Christ Jesus it's not Mary it's not Buddha it's not Hare Krishna it's not a, a dead person that went on that people have made a saint it's Jesus He's the only one, amen, that died and rose from the grave and never died again. He's not the only one that ever come out of that grave. He's the only one that came out of that grave and never died again. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. The knowledge of the truth is understanding who Jesus is. And that requires a defining decision in our life. Not just to come to Christ, but to follow Him in faith. To order our lives faithfully after Him. It's moving away from the pursuit of the gain of the world to pursue the will of God. Do you hear me? This is seeing and obeying the truth whenever we begin to pursue God and not the things of this world. Amen. Thus why Jesus said in Matthew 16, 26, What is a man profited if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? What shall you profit? What shall you profit? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? People give nothing for their soul. They give a one-moment high from a drug for their soul. Did you hear me? You know, people won't even say, I, I wouldn't sell my soul unless I had a billion dollars. They go, you know what, I just want one little moment high with methamphetamine and I'm good. One high. They'll go to hell over that. Think about it. Think about it. People will sell their soul for such a small price. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm not saying that doing it for a large amount of money or some kind of fame or what, but, but, but you can at least look at somebody and go, well, you know what? They at least raised the bid. But there are people. oh, well, it's awfully quiet in here. People will sell their soul for nothing. People will sell their soul. And they will one day be rejected by God because they refuse to forgive somebody. Let that sink in. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Let it sink in. How do you know that, Pastor? Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive, you cannot be forgiven. So go ahead and hold on to your bitterness and unforgiveness and think, I'm pious and pompous and I'm going to stand before God one day and he's going to say, enter in because you did all these things. He said, on that day, I'm going to say to you, I never knew you, but you're going to say, there's going to be people that are going to say, but we prophesied and we cast out devils and we did this and we taught Sunday school and we were the biggest givers and we were all of these things. We preached, we did all of these things and he's going to say, I never knew you. Listen to me, church. I'm telling you. God's talking. God's talking. The devil will lie to us and deceive us into believing that the pursuit of earthly things is where it's at. It's not. It's not. But to buy truth means you must sacrifice that drive, pursuit and lie, to follow Him. I'm going to forsake the lie. I'm going to... The lie that the world has something to offer that's better than eternal life. I'm going to buy the lie that... There's something there that I can have that's better than my relationship with Jesus. And better than knowing God, the creator, the one that created you. The devil will lie to us and deceive us and tell you. Believe this pursuit of earthly things is where it's at. You know, the Bible says, I read something this morning, it blessed my soul. In Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 verse 24, this is what it says. This is what it says says, by faith, Hebrews eleven twenty four. 24, are you there? Say amen. Hebrews eleven twenty four 24 says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, the Bible doesn't say that he ever mentioned the name of Christ. But the truth of Christ was in, in what is in the Old Testament. He's there. The, the God that met Moses at that burning bush was Christ. The I Am. He said, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect under the recompense of the reward. In other words, he said, I'm going to give up all of this that people would say, You're giving up everything. You are, you're the prince. You're the prince of Egypt. You're the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But the Bible says, But he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What was he saying? He's saying, It's saying here in the scripture, and hear me, because God's talking to us today. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Moses chose to be a son of Abraham over the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And both of them afforded a blessing, but only one was eternal. Amen. You see people, even in Christendom, because the devil lies to people and tells them, that all you need and all that the, the greatest thing that can come from your relationship with God is a material blessing. That is a lie. That is a lie. Because I don't care what you drive, where you, where, uh, what you, where you live at, how big your house is or how great of things you have or toys or whatever. You know, and there's nothing wrong with having the things in life as long as they don't become your God. But let me just say this to you. Let me say this to you. Like Moses, we have to embrace the truth that says there's a difference between the two. There's a, there's a prosperity or a covetous, that's at the root of it, a covetous style of preaching, a covetous message, not style, but a covetous message that's an undertow, that only focuses on what you can get from God that's material. And folks... That's not knowing the truth in Christ. He who had no place to lay his head—I can tell you—he don't care what you drive. He just wants you to get there. Whether you got a twenty-five-year-old Honda that's held together with bubble gum and baling twine, or whether you rolled up in a Rolls Royce—it doesn't matter. The whole thing is you got where you're supposed to get. No matter the kind of chariot you drove. And I'm not saying that you can't have a decent vehicle. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying that cannot become your God. Just like your business can't become your God. And your job can't become your God. And a relationship cannot become your God. I've known people, you know, that all they made in their life was their spouse, their God. That cannot be. Nobody can take the place of the truth in Christ Jesus. So, the Holy Spirit shows that the truth is something that is spiritual. It's deep down in your inner man. It is the righteousness in your decisions. I hope you wrote that down. It's the righteousness in your decisions or the righteousness that determines your choices and decisions that you make based on the revelation of the truth of Christ. Eternal truth. And it comes with the reproach of Christ. Moses suffered the reproach of Christ. Just look at his life. Joseph suffered the reproach of Christ. Christ. Anybody that buys truth, embraces truth, and says, I'm going to follow the truth and live for the truth and serve God in the truth, they're going to suffer reproach for Christ. I'm going to give you an example. You go to work, you live for God, they'll mock you for being a Christian, especially today. 20 years ago, they leave you alone. They might snicker at you. Today, they come out with vehement, hostile that's what's happening. We're living in a different generation, different time. Imagine what it's going to be like 20 years from now if we're still here. The devil ain't going to trip me up. <laughs> Justin Keynes, <Cain's>, amen. <laughs> He's holding it in there. I'll just let him have a release there. Praise God. <laughs> amen. These are size 13s. Some big old shoes to fill here, amen. What matters is this. Are we following that truth? Are we living for that truth? Are we saying, you know what, God? I'm following you. I don't care what they say to me on my job. I don't care how I'm persecuted. I'm going to suffer reproaches. You're going to have family members that are going to call you square and crazy. Bible thumper. They're religious. Every time you come around to a family reunion, they avoid you like the plague. Come on now. Because you're just too serious about God. Well, let me tell you something. It's because you've you've come to the knowledge of a truth in Christ Jesus that has separated you. And if you... Go ahead, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you haven't experienced that, if you keep following Him in truth, it will come. I remember when Brother Talbert told this story. I don't want to tell a story of mine. I don't want to focus on me at all. I want to focus on him. So I'm going to use somebody else's story and not my own life. But he had a time. One time he was preaching. And he had somebody that came to him and said, We'll give you $36,000 as an offering. He said, Glory to God. You know Brother Talbert, he got excited. He's going to the mission field. It'd be awesome to have $36,000 in the late 80s, early 90s great preacher, great man of God. And the man said, I'm going to give it to you. He said, the only thing is you have to do is it's, you know, April of whatever year. He said, you have to give me a tithing receipt from last year and put it on there. He said, I can't do that. He said, sure you can. He said, I can't do that. He said, you can, you won't. I don't know why you won't. He said, $36,000 is a lot of money. don't you let the devil lick your ear? (laughs) He said, I can't because I'd be lying. And I wouldn't just be lying to the IRS. He said, I'd be lying before God. And I am not going to go to hell for lying over $36,000. Oh, the devil will up the ante. Amen. He sure will. Are you hearing me today? The truth. By the truth. The truth is important because it is what defines who you are and what you got in God. Amen. We will be reproached and looked at as idiots of humanity, ignorant and uneducated as we reject. To believe and follow the lying influence that life without God is a better option. Did you hear that? We will be reproached and looked at as idiots of all humanity. They'll say you're ignorant, you're uneducated, because you've rejected to believe and follow a lying influence that, you know what, without God, it's better. That's a lie. It's not better. I didn't finish my story. Brother Talbert said, I can't do it, it's a lie. And the man said, you know, what's, what just blows my mind is people will come and they'll bring this offer and they're so gracious. or I don't like to use the word gracious, but they're so cordial and so diplomatic and they're so flattering and all of these. See, you're a great preacher and I want to invest in your ministry and sow seed. And here's 36000 Just sign this little paper and say that I got, you know, the money. or I gave it last year in December 31st, four months ago, which is a lie. It's not even, uh, you know, I mean, I could see somebody say, I meant to give it, and it's January 1st. I'm sorry, I forgot to write the check. I'm not even saying that that's okay. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you could kind of say, okay, well, you know, let me pray about that one. Amen. But he said four or five months ago, well, what happened was he got caught. And now he needs to get out of his situation. So he needs Brother Talbert to lie for him. And when he told him, I can't do it, he said, you ain't nothing but a rinky-dinky preacher. You'll never do nothing for God. You ain't got enough good sense to take money standing right there in front of you, slapping you in the face. That's when Brother Talbert said, I'll not go to hell. Keep your silver and your gold, buddy keep your silver and your. it's like it's like when somebody you know comes up and the devil will send people you know and when you reject them i'm talking about a man or a woman uh, rejecting somebody that they say and I, I i'm not saying spitefully or mean or or vicious in rejection that somebody'll come i had a a girl in high school you know and and she she came she she wanted me to be her boyfriend, and uh, you know, and she was all ooey gooey and all this stuff. And then, whenever I told her no, she's like, "You know what? I didn't want you anyway." And I thought, "Well, you did three minutes ago." I mean, I was everything—I was the man of your dreams, you know. Now all of a sudden, because I rejected you, now all of a sudden I'm the scum of the earth. I don't—I I don't even know what I saw in you. I said, "Well, you saw something three minutes ago, and I think it looked pretty good." Amen. <laughs> Just saying—that's how the devil is. See. If you don't bite into his sin or his, you know, the, the temptation to reject the truth. And what, is, what, it was, what was it that um, God told Jonah? And Jonah said, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know, the devil wants you to believe a lying vanity. And if you believe that lying vanity, I can tell you, you might as well kiss mercy Goodbye. What you've said is, I don't want mercy. I won't want the devil spoon-feeding me. Church, don't let the devil lie to you. That's his, he's the father of all lies. That's his tactic to lie and to lure you away from the truth. But the truth sets you free. The truth sets you free. Jesus sets you free. Let me finish here. What happens When you stand for truth is that you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be ridiculed. I had bosses that made fun of me. One time I was talking to one of my coworkers and I told him, you know, Jesus is coming back and he's going to rapture the church and all this. And I had my head boss call me. And he he just ridiculed me over the phone for no reason. I thought, why in the world did he get on the phone to call the lowest member of his staff or the lowest one on the totem pole, just a grunt uh, plumber, just a plumber's apprentice? I wasn't even an apprentice. I was a laborer plumber. seven thirty nine an hour. I wasn't even a first-year apprentice, Gabe. I was below that. I was digging ditches. And he calls me up, and he's like, So somebody told me that you believe that one day Jesus is just going to magically come back and take you home. And I said, don't you go to Calvary Chapel? Well, yeah. I said, they preach the same message. I'm just preaching. (laughs) I said, yeah, Jesus is going to come back. Just like your pastor's preaching that he is. And believe me, I listen to the Calvary Chapel preachers on the radio station, 107.9 and 99.5, whatever it is. I don't even know what stations are, but I know 107.9. And I said, they're preaching the same message that I'm preaching. That, that just, I said, I didn't want to tell him, clearly you haven't been to church to hear the message. I wasn't that mean and hateful. I just said, what they're preaching at your church is what I'm preaching and ministering. But it just, it, it, I thought, why? Because the devil hates when we stand for truth. And the attack will come. Buy truth. Sell it not. Because it's very easy to compromise and sell it. Listen, truth is a treasure. It's so valuable. And we are exhorted to buy it at any cost or sacrifice which will come through fasting and prayer and choices. And if you believe He is the absolute truth, you'll pay the sacrifice. You'll pay the price to buy it. God believed that of you and me. That's why Jesus said there's a treasure in that field. And He who saw that treasure came Went, sold everything he had to purchase that field so he could get that treasure out of that field. That treasure is you and I. The man that went and sold everything he had was Christ to purchase the field so that the treasure could be secured in that field. The treasure wasn't all in that field, it was just in a specific place in that field. You and I are the treasure in the field. That's why God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. Christ died so that we could be that treasure He brings out of darkness. And let me finish here. It required the sacrifice of the life of Christ for that treasure to be purchased. You are the treasure. It took the blood of Jesus to be shed so that the treasure could be extracted from the earth. From the world and make note, church, that the own that only, only at this total sacrifice of Christ, oh Mashanda not only, amen, at this total sacrifice did heaven concede everything for such a sacrifice. What do you mean? The very mind of God was changed about you. Folks, somebody needs to say amen. Did you just hear what I said? Jesus gave everything to purchase the treasure in that field. And when he died on the cross, heaven stood at attention. And God said, I was going to punish all humanity. But Jesus, you have given such a sacrifice. Such a sacrifice. You gave your, your life. You shed your blood. Your beard was plucked out. You had a crown of thorns upon your head. You were beaten across your back. You were spit upon. You were punched. You were ridiculed by Pilate whenever he said, what is truth? Jesus was and is the truth and all heaven stopped and god said the law says they should die but jesus fulfilled the law so they're going to live the law says they need to be punished but god said jesus paid the price so they don't have to be punished So all heaven stops and says I am stepping back and everything that was a law or that God said before has been changed because of what Jesus paid the price to do. So all of that being said let me share with you whenever you pay the price to get truth in your life and to know truth to know him who is truth all heaven says you know what? I'm going to respond to them. There's a lot of times we want God to respond. And I'm just going to tell you right now, not that you're not saved and that he doesn't love you, but if you're going to get God's attention the way that you're wanting to get it, you're going to pay a price. Amen. You're not going to see all heaven rend open for you when all you do is go two minutes a night and say, not even two minutes, one minute, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And you might as well just pin it on the wall. Here, God, you said it last night. There you go. Is that all you got? I want truth. And God said, you want truth? You're going to pay for it. I've purchased you, purchased you, redeemed you. You're not going to work your way to heaven, but if you're going to have a deep, 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 deep relationship with God to the degree that your life, you walk in so much truth and the power of God that people recognize who you are, he said, you're going to pay a price for it. I went to the gym the other day, and I went in to the to, the, to the, the hot sauna, not the steam one, but I went in there to warm up before I went to go do any exercise because, you know, my bones ache sometimes. My joints hurt, so it does me good to sit in there for about two or three minutes and just get warmed up and so I'm in there you know and I'm, I'm just standing against the wall I'd come from devotion that morning and there was a guy sitting across the way and he stared at me and he just looked at me and at first I was like what's this guy looking at man he's just gonna you know put your eyes back in your face dude you know I'm just he's just staring at me and I thought you old devil I thought the spirit of God come upon me he said don't you let that devil intimidate you so I just went like this. I went, you going to eyeball me, I'll eyeball you. You're not going to intimidate me, you old rotten thing. That devil and you standing there looking at me and just staring at me. I thought, no, we're going to have a staring contest and I'm going to tell you I ain't blinking. He finally put his head down. I said, go on, listen to your Disney music. He was listening to Disney music. Pastor, you're, I wasn't mean. He was mean. He's staring at me first. And I thought, I'm not going, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being honest. The Spirit of God come upon me and said, Don't let him stare you down. That devil's trying to intimidate you. So I thought, I'll stare you right back. I've seen that same look in demon possessed people. Walked in a room, somebody's demon possessed, that devil goes, I said, whoa, you know who I am. Delia's shaking her head. Not our first rodeo. Listen, what I'm saying to you is this. Oh, Lord, help me close. Men. The very mind of God was changed concerning judgment of sinful men. The law of God was fulfilled in Jesus totally that now we are justified by God because of Christ's purchase with His blood. God stops and responds to the sacrifice and the cost to know truth. It costs Nicodemus. That's why he came at night. Hey, just making sure nobody's looking over my shoulder. Just wanted to come and tell you, Jesus, that you know, you can't do the things that you're doing without you being from God. We know that. We see that. He said, You must be born again to even see the kingdom. In other words, you have to come to a knowledge of the truth. You have, your spirit has to be born again for you to even see or know the truth, Nicodemus. Nicodemus did come to Christ. Nicodemus was a ruler in the, the, uh, the, in, with the religious sect. I don't know if it was Sanhedrin or if it was the Sadducees or Pharisees, but he was a religious man, I believe in the Sanhedrin. And he died a pauper. He was rich, but he died a pauper, and he died being... Somebody that was rejected as a leader. But I can tell you he's in heaven today. Amen. I'm not saying that God's telling you you're going to lose everything you've got. I'm telling you that you are going to come across persecution the more you desire to know truth, to be in truth, to serve the truth, to live the truth. Hallelujah. Our text says... Buy it and sell it not. I'm closing with this and this is I believe some of the most profound words you're going to hear your pastor say and have said in a long time. Romans 1.8 says this. Romans eight. You all know it. I quote it. I'm sorry not 18, 118. Let me go back here to verse 16. I'll give you a second to Get there, Romans 1, 16. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, what he was saying is there is a power of God. It's to whosoever will come unto him, Jew or Greek, Red and yellow, black and white, it doesn't matter your nation, your national uh, you know, origin, your ethnicity, your tongue, whatever. Everybody can come and know Christ. And I'm not ashamed of that, was what he was saying. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. In other words, the truth of God revealed From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And he goes on to say, if you don't go that route, listen. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, they suppress it. He said, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. But He said, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And He says in verse 25, Let me finish reading in 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Talking about idolatry and paganism and all that stuff. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for that, God gave them up. Because if you don't serve God, you will serve the devil. Why did I read that scripture today? I'm going to tell you why. Because God reveals the truth to us, and if we suppress it, there's only one response, and that is the wrath of God. And I believe here upon this earth, The wrath of God is simply this. Not having any of God's protection or covering or anything of God around you. You're just on your own. That's why people look more and more and more demonic on a daily basis. Demonic. We're living in a demonic age. Okay? But they suppress it. They love not the truth. They reject it. And so... This is what happens, and what God is speaking to us because I've got to hurry. I can't continue the way I want to. I'm gonna end this. Listen to me. He said, buy the truth and sell it not. You gotta understand that there is a truth to have and possess. You gotta pay the cost for it. And if you if you come into that knowledge of the truth. I know we have it through redemption. Don't anybody come up to me after service and say, well, we can't work our... I'm not saying you're working your way to heaven. I'm saying when you're redeemed, the very fact that you are redeemed shows that you've come to a truth. I get that. I understand that. But if we're going to have a deep level of intimacy with God in truth, you're going to pay a price for it. You're going to have to pray And seek God and get to know Him, get to know the author of that book. And in your walk with God in faith, if you think the devil isn't going to come and try to pull you away into a lie, if he can't stop you, he'll push you. That's why there's people that the only thing they want to hear preached is how much God's going to bless me, bless my business, bless my job, bless me doing this, bless me doing that. I said, what about your service? What about serving? How come I never hear you talk about serving, but only blessing? Amen. We're called to be servants. Hallelujah. But the very fact that the message to the seven churches was, I see something in you that is a misrepresentation of what you used to be or who you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be a loving church, but you've left your first love, Ephesus. He said, Laodicea, you think I'm rich and increased with goods. He said, I I challenge you. He said, I call you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. What he was saying is, yeah, you say you're a representation of Christ, but you're very tainted. See, there's so much smut in the gold, so much nickel and uh, tin and trash and rocks and dirt and oils and everything else that that gold is so marred and so muddy, nobody can see the reflection of Jesus. But that's why he said, I counsel you. Five of me gold tried in the fire. In other words, let God begin to stir up in you and Put you through that refiner's fire and on that potter's wheel and make something out of you. Because on that potter's wheel until the master puts his hand to it and shapes it. It will never become a vessel except he makes it a vessel. But we have to submit to him so he can make it a vessel. We must allow the fire of the Holy Ghost to be stirred up in our lives. And allow us to go through that fire so that he can refine us. So that he can scoop off and remove everything that's not Christ. So that whenever that gold becomes shiny like it's supposed to be. God's reflection can be seen. Can they see him in you? Can they see him in us? Are you hearing me today? He said, buy of me truth. Look, somebody said to me something in Wisconsin. They said, we've made the church a place of an evangelistic effort every Sunday. And he said, but the church is supposed to be a place where God equips the saints to go out and evangelize. Okay? But we've made it evangelism every week here. Well, this, this morning, this morning, we raised the bar. And you know what? We went a little bit different direction. God is trying to do something in us so that we can go into all the world under the of the Holy Ghost in the spirit of truth with a message of truth speaking a word of truth seeing people set free because they've come to the knowledge of the truth because only the truth can set them free and the truth is Jesus but we're not a pure specimen of that or at least to the degree that people go wow my goodness They spoke something that made my heart stir. I've sat in services where the preacher preached and my heart was stirred. I said, God, what is it? They said, he's got a spirit of truth upon him. The spirit of truth, not a spirit, I'm sorry. The spirit of truth upon him. And that truth is what is stirring your soul. We have to let God do it and we have to stop believing the lie that there's something in addition to Christ or something better than Christ. We got to stop saying, I named the name of Christ and live like the world. You're living a lie. I think it was Ed Cole that said, people come and they have the name tag of Christianity, but they live their lives like they're atheists. They never talk about God. They don't have a testimony of God in their life. They don't have an example or or live a godly life like they're supposed. They live just like the world. Why would anybody want what you've got when you don't even show that you've got anything? We must live a godly life. We wonder why things are falling apart. Because the church forsook truth and they bought a lie. And so goes the church, so goes the world. There was always a church. Listen to me because I'm getting ready to say something and we're going to close. The church has always been the the, the, the standard barrier of morality in a, a, a generation, in a country, in a society, and the moment they go south is the moment the government goes south. People go, oh, I wish we had it like we had it in the good old days, in the 50s, and the Whatever year that is the good old days to you. Well, there was a church that stood for truth and morality. And it's gone today for the most part. It was Brother Clinton in the it, And I know that Jimmy Swaggart has completely and totally been re- restored and everything. But he said there would have never been a Bill Clinton if there hadn't been a Jimmy Swaggart first or a Jim Baker or a Robert Tilton or whoever else that did things. And they were, I'm not saying that they didn't pray through and make things right. I'm just telling you, as a national voice, as an, I'm, and I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just saying that what you see happen in the world is because it's a church that has, 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 has is forgotten the kind of people they were supposed to be and the kind of truth they're supposed to stand for. I want to share something with you. And please don't anybody look at me and go, Pastor, it was just a thought. It was a temptation. It was a thought that came into my mind. I didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I threw it to the side immediately. But it just goes to show how the devil will come. I did a wedding yesterday in the evening at 5.30. 5, 5.30. And I went there. And while I'm writing my sermon down, the devil brought this thought to my mind. He said, now what if there's a same-sex couple there and you better not put in man and woman? And I was like, where in the world did that come from? Because the Bible says a man shall leave his mother and a woman leave her home. They too shall be one flesh. Amen. Marriage is between a man and a woman. A, a, a biological man and a biological woman. Amen. Amen. But because people want to try to gain people, they want to be seeker-sensitive. I want to be sensitive to the seeker so that perhaps I can win somebody. Let me tell you something. You're lying to them if you don't tell them the truth. There is no such thing as seeker-sensitive in God. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna tell you nobody was seeker sensitive with me they told me you need to you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ you're living in sin you need to ask him to forgive you get in that altar and make things right they didn't tiptoe through the tulips and say well let's just try to you know nurse you into the altar no my pastor told me if you're not right with God you're going to hell and you need Jesus to save you you got to come and get in that altar you got to ask him to forgive you and you get up from there and you're walking in truth but the enemy wants in this day and age to try to bring the church to a place where they believe a lie and they change their message and he said the very message to Laodicea and Ephesus ought to tell you right now it can happen to you and I let it not be so let us say God this morning let me believe absolute truth absolute truth not a lie but the truth the truth We live in a time where people believe a lie. They believe a lie. They're so bound by vanity. Bound by vanity. Social media is filled with all of these pictures that people put, and it ain't even them. It's got all kinds of filters, and you go, man, they're beautiful. And my sister said, she don't look like that in real life. It's a lie, Kevin. I'm serious. I'm trying to be serious here. I'm sorry. I don't mean to dull the moment or hamper it. Forgive me, Lord. But people believe a lie. They believe a lie. That being on that phone or playing games and all this stuff is life. It's not. It's not. It's not. That getting more and more and more views and more and more subscribers, and that that's living. That's not living. Knowing God and serving God in the truth is living. Amen. We need him. We need him. Thank God for the truth. Because if we didn't believe the truth, we'd still believe in a lie. We'd still be living a lie. Brother, you'd still be on drugs. You'd still be bound. You'd still be all of these things. We'd still be lost without God. But we're not. Amen. We're not. We're not. We believe the truth. The truth is a person. Do you know him today? Because if you don't, you can. You can. Would you bow your heads in prayer? Father, I've done what you asked me to do today. I'm so honored, Lord, to be a child of God that has come to a place of the truth. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. Help me today, Lord. Minister in this altar. I don't really know, Lord, what every person's going through or what you spoke to them through this. But I pray that today, that here in this altar, whatever you spoke, Lord, they'll take it to the next level. And Lord, they will embrace the truth. They will desire the truth. They will buy the truth and not sell it. There's people in here today, Lord, the enemy has lied to them. He's told them to sell it. He's told them to run off with that person and be involved and engage in that relationship. He's lied to them, Lord. He's lied to them and told them that another day, another hour, another dollar is going to fill up that void and satisfy them. But, Lord, he's lied again. I'm asking you today, Lord, to begin to draw by your Spirit each and every person in this house.